Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have another devotion. We're in Isaiah chapter 11, starting in verse 10. On that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nations will look to him for guidance, and his resting place will be glorious. Okay, so a quick recap. This chapter began with the imagery of like the axe and, you know, trees being felled. And then uh, chapter 11 begins with this shoot that would grow from the stump of Jesse. And so it's referring to the genealogical line. Do you remember as, uh, as Samuel is sort of the final judge and the first prophet? He kind of oversees that segue from the book of Judges and uh, the, the, the end of the era of the Judges. And now he's sort of the first prophet because he, he would prophesy. He goes to Jesse and Jesse's sons, they're all really impressive, but there's this runt out in the field, and that's the one whom God has anointed. That's the one whom God has chosen, and we enter into the monarchical period of, of Israel. So this is referring to the genealogical line of Jesse as verified and, and anointed and appointed by the prophet Samuel. So on that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nations will look to him for guidance, and his resting place will be glorious. On that day, the Lord will extend his hand a second time to recover the remnant of his people who survive from Assyria, Egypt, Pathros, Cush, Elam, Shinar, Hamath, and the coasts and the islands of the West. He will lift up a banner. All right, this is a theme we're going to see uh, throughout other chapters as well. It's going to come up in, in chapter 13. In fact, chapter 13 says, lift up a banner on a barren mountain, right? Call out to them. Chapter 11 continues, he will lift up a banner for the nations and gather the dispersed of Israel. He will collect the scattered of Judah from the four corners of the earth. Ephraim's envy will cease. Judah's harassing will end. Ephraim will no longer be envious of Judah and Judah will not harass Ephraim. All right, look to Jesus in John chapter 4. This is a beautiful prophecy that's fulfilled. But they will swoop down on the Philistine flank to the west. Together they will plunder the people of the east. They will extend their power over Edom and Moab, and the Ammonites will be their subjects. All right, this is shocking because the Moabites are one of the nations that are invading in this, in this, this text. The, the, the Edomites, I mean, these historically have been enemies of God. The Edomites were the descendants of Esau. And this was, this was all described in the book of Obadiah, like why God despises the Edomites. It's laid out in the book of Obadiah. See, these are ancient enemies of Israel, while they also share an ancestry with them. Jacob and Esau were twin brothers. Esau was the progenitor of the Edomites. Jacob's name was literally changed to Israel. Moabites, they actually came from an ancestral act by Abraham's nephew Lot. So these all, these nations all actually share a distant ancestry with the people of God. But the, after this incredible time of discipline, their, their power is going to uh, conquer the, the ancient enemies of the Philistines, the Edomites, the Moabites, the Ammonites. The Lord will divide the Gulf of Suez. He will wave his hand over the Euphrates with a, his mighty wind and will split it into seven streams, letting people walk through on foot. There will be a highway for the remnant of his people who will survive from Assyria as there was for Israel when they came up from the land of Egypt. So the picture is of the parting of the Red Sea. Just like God, uh, just like God allowed the Israelites to escape from Egypt 
going through the parted Red Sea. He's going to do something similar for his people. There's going to be a highway for the remnant of his people who survived from Assyria. The preservation of a remnant is consistent with God's will and his people in the Old Testament, and it's even a microcosm of how salvation works in general. God pours out his wrath out on evil, but even as he pours out his wrath, there's always deliverance. Even while the rains of the flood came down, there was the ark. As God is dealing with ancient Israel, he's still going to draw his remnant, the survivors from Assyria, from Egypt, from uh, Pathros and Cush and Elam and Shamar and Hamath. He's going to draw these people who were held captive, and he's going to bring them back to their own land. That's another thing that's going to come up throughout Isaiah. Just wait until we get to uh, chapter 66, the final chapter. It's, it's so crystal clear that it's what happened in Israel on May 14th, 1948. It'll, it'll knock your socks off. But the preservation of a remnant has been something God has always done. Uh, it was what he did even in Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot and his family uh, were, were preserved. They were the remnant. Abraham was pleading with God before God poured his wrath out on Sodom and Gomorrah. For an ever-shrinking remnant, God will allow a wicked society to subsist for a time because he loves the remnant who are within it. And so that means that sometimes even the most wicked cities and wicked places, and in this case on a larger scale, nations and regions, the best thing they have going for them is the beloved of God in their midst. Do you ever feel like is uh, the, like God may have poured out his wrath out on Seattle a long time ago were it not for the Christians who live here? We are that remnant in some regards. And we pray that we don't see our city come under the full discipline of God or the wrath of God for its sins. Rather, our hope our prayer, what we have requested of God, and we, we hope is His will, is that God would instead cause mass repentance here, like He did in Nineveh. The preservation of a remnant is consistent with God in both His wrath for sin and His mercy, because He rightly pours out His wrath to, uh, to rectify, you know, in retributive justice, uh, where evil has conquered, but His mercy and His grace is extended to those of us who are repentant. This is true in the Old Testament in Israel, and it's true of us today. So God has declared what He's going to do. It begins with this root of Jesse who will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nations will look to him for guidance and his resting place will be glorious. Now, indeed, his resting place is the right hand of God the Father. <laughs> that is glorious indeed. The root of Jesse, the stem of uh, this offshoot from, from Jesse's lineage, that's Jesus. That's the Messiah. That's the Christ. Now, the banner that is, that is lifted up in, uh, in verse 10 it's something that's it's something that's consistent. Uh, it, it's consistent with a standard that would serve as a rallying point uh, for armies. Think like uh, a signal flag, all right? The, this this was something that served as a rallying point for the nations who all assemble together. All right. Now we've seen these banners used as rallying points to attack the people of God, but here it's uh, it's a place where the the remnant will gather. That the people who have been scattered, they can all come back home again, and they can gather around the Messiah. They can gather around Jesus. Come home, you among the diaspora. Come back here. This rallying point, this banner, is Jesus. Uh, it's it's also not just for it's not just for the the Jewish people. It's people. Um, from all nations who look to him for guidance. This again speaks to the nature of Christ's ministry, bringing us from an Old Testament to a New Testament, the Old Covenant to the New Covenant. People from all nations are saved. 
people from every nation call upon the name of the Lord to be saved. This imagery of the, of the Messiah, not just gathering Israelites from nations where they've been held captive and not just working to restore nation to its, uh, the nation of Israel to its original borders, but this ministry of the Messiah gathering people together from all nations, from every nation, every tribe, every language on the earth, this has been in the Old Testament since Isaiah and beyond. It's always been the covenant. It's always been the point. Our, our Jewish friends miss the scope of the Messiah's ministry. We today live in a, a country that didn't exist when this was first inspired, but there are people here who call upon that name and gather under that banner. We are that remnant here, particularly within the city of Seattle.